Today on the podcast, we have Cassie Silby. Not long ago, Cassie was injured during a medical procedure. When some of her friends spoke with her, Cassie truly believed she was killing herself one pill at a time. The pain that she endured kept Cassie tied to an epidural while doctors tried to figure some things out. Three years later, she was helped by loved ones to obtain her medical card in Oklahoma. With one single dosage of a concentrate, she was able to see what life she has missed out on because of legality issues and the ability to choose the proper medication for herself. Now Cassie is pain-free. She's an outstanding advocate and influencer within the cannabis community. She has helped raise funds and more funds and much, much more for cancer and research centers. She's an all-around wonderful human being. Cassie, welcome to the show. Little bit. <laughs> Don't cry, not right off the bat. Yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm really that special. I feel like I'm just a normal person. No, but. you are a very special person. And uh, from what I hear, you've done a lot for the community. Yeah, I try because this is so important for people to understand. I was, I grew up, um, I was born in 1982. So I grew up right in that generation where we were really taught that marijuana was a drug that was terrible. I was completely brainwashed. So I'm actually um, one of those rare people who never even tried marijuana until it was legalized here in Oklahoma. Um, Because of my surgery and the pain that it caused, um, I was on opioids. I was on the highest dose available of fentanyl along with a lot of other medication. And I was still suffering from something that's called suicide pain, which is basically pain that hurts so bad that it makes you want to kill yourself. Um, I was in a wheelchair and keep in mind, I'm a mom. I have two children. Um, So my life was completely changed and altered um, due to the injuries that I sustained during the surgery. And once I remember thinking, the only way that I'm going to survive this is if something else happens. And it just so happened that during that time, 788 was really picking up steam. So then I started picking up steam for 788. And... On the day that it passed, I just literally remember sitting in my office and just crying for a good solid hour because it gave me something that I hadn't had since my surgery began. And that was hope, hope that I would be able to get better, hope that I would be able to walk again, hope that I would be able to be a good mom again, um, hope that I could be a good wife, hope that I could you know, give back to my community in the way that I had been doing before. Um, So once everything was passed, um, I thought, you know what? Okay, this is the time I talked to my doctor about it. And he said, yes, I think this is what you need to do. This would be better for you than what you're doing right now. I'm worried that you're going to overdose as it is. That's Um, awesome It was a, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so typically you don't run into that. Sure, it's not some type of conversation, and that's really cool. Right, not something that we hear every day for sure. Really? Okay, well, and then consider the fact that my doctor was out in western Oklahoma. So even a more conservative um, area that, may, that um, to make a very long story short, there was a lawsuit um, for the city of Weatherford because they wouldn't allow us to have dispensaries, you know, within certain areas, et cetera. Um, oh, but no. yeah, for, for my doctor to say that, and, and he even had told me before um, 788 passed that, you know, you might have to move. You might have to move. <laughs> um, that might be the only way that you're going to be able to find pain relief legally. Um, I, I bet he felt like friend. it. I bet he, imagine how he felt telling you that telling a patient that sure absolutely and this is my primary care physician who is taking care of me for a very long time and has watched me go through all of these um i mean over 10 well over 10 different procedures and surgeries to try to get this problem fixed and he's the one prescribing me the opioids and saying you know this this really isn't ideal this isn't working for you you've got to find something different (sighs) well i mean good for him Yes. That's that. Yeah. That's one thing, but unfortunate. 
Right. Um, that you had to find yeah. that out. Sure. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and be told that you might have to move. So. Yeah. And, and to think about um, the amount of um, money I was spending going to specialists to try to find out, you know, pain solutions. We considered implanting a spinal cord stimulator in my back to hope that that might help with some of my nerve injuries. Um, they're all from the waist down, basically. Um, so, um, and, and we're talking like $10,000, $20,000, when the thing that I needed to help me with my pain is growing in, in, in dirt. <laughs> sure. Um, and that's all it took. Well, um, and that's and, incredible. Well, sure. And to see, I mean, I mean, fortunately for you, I mean, the timing was perfect. Um, well, and I mean, I, I use that word, no, it was. but yeah. I mean, for so many people that have probably went ahead and gone through with a spinal procedure, yeah. um, right. therapy that, like you said, really could have started somewhere else, somewhere a little more holistically. I mean, that's now, to me, it exactly. kind of just takes my breath away. <laughs> yes. And the thing that I want you to make sure that everyone understands is the most important part about this medically is learning how to advocate for yourself. If you feel like something's not right or something's not working for you, then speak up. If you feel like, you know, this opioid that I've been taking for the last 10 years really isn't doing anything except for just making me want it more and more, then maybe it's time to switch to something else. And I will tell you that when I was able, of course, to come off all of my opioids and I I was able to do that thanks to marijuana because of the marijuana. I didn't feel the effects of the withdrawal that I would normally feel going through a fentanyl Absolutely. withdrawal. Absolutely. Um, did, and, and it makes a huge difference. Sure. And did, did you find any particular like turpins or anything like that, that, that helped you as far as withdrawals? I mean, cause I've always seen you know, like karyophylline, you know, really helps with alcohol addictions and opioid addictions to kind of help curve and take those at the edges off. Sure. Yeah. As far as Terps go, so considering the fact that I was just a very beginning, um, again, I had just started using marijuana. So I had a journal and I was trying to journal everything down. But what I ended up finding out was the most effective for me was to go to um, a dispensary called the Med Shed um, that the owner knew enough about the product where he could teach me about the different terpenes. And based on my symptoms, he was able to find the terpenes for me and give me the product that I needed um, instead of me having to go back through and do all of the research and figuring out the, all of that hard stuff. So I would say um, in my situation, having a good person that was knowledgeable about marijuana and a good bud tender and a good shop owner made all of the difference. Yeah. and But see, the thing is, is like we, we keep saying, that and you know you hear that but how do how does one tell you know if you've never been in that sort of situation if never if you've never been in the cannabis world sure. you're wanting to get into this and explore this medicine how how, do, how would you go about doing that right well and that's that's exactly the situation <laughs> that i was i was facing yeah so step one is find a friend that knows what they're doing when it comes to marijuana. Um, I hope you have one. If you don't, there's tons of online communities, um, Facebook groups and everything else that can help you get started. Once you find that, you use that person to help teach you along the way what you need to do. And then you, you have to advocate for yourself and go out and find someone that can help you learn those things. If you can't find someone, you have got to spend the time researching yourself. This is medication. And every strain, every terpene, every single part of this medication is different for every single person. Right. So, for example, I'm someone that struggles with um, high anxiety because I've been through a, a, I've been through hell. <laughs> so I can't have anything that's a sativa. That's just a no go for me. And those are things that I've had to journal um, and you know write about and keep in in um, constant detail reporting for myself so that I know what my body needs right. and I can explain that to others. Well, and, and, you know, I think you guys both bring up, you know, James brings up a good point in where kind of a starting point. And I think that, you know, it, it is great whenever you're able to reach out to some of those people, um, 
you know, in the cannabis community, whether it be a friend, a bud tender, mm-hmm. you know, listening to a podcast, advocates. Absolutely. But, but, but you did touch on something too, and I think there's something kind of primal in all of us, whether we be, um, you know, for yourself, Cassie was in the pharmaceutical field and you talked about whenever something is just, isn't working for you, you kind of do have to ask yourself those questions of things that I'm taking or regiments that I'm on. Are they serving me or are they serving a business model or are they serving someone's quota? And so I think that that's a good place to start. But I think James brings up a great point in that. But when we're talking about an industry that's in its infancy, um, like cannabis is when you yeah. have a wealth of knowledge that's out there, you also have a wealth of misinformation, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and trying to dig through that stuff. And I think that's what James is getting to is, you know, what, what are these life rafts that we're able to cling on to? And, you know, someone coming from dispensary manager standpoint and dealing with patients every day, labs, make sure that that is good, clean medicine. One, that's a start because that's yeah. what this was all about to begin with. That's the, that, essence of this law. So I believe in that looking at those labs and not just that, but there are so many apps out there. Once you know the names of terpenes and know the names, just knowing the names of strains, terpenes and cannabinoids. Yeah. So just that, that entry level of being able to find the names. Right. Finding the name, knowing the names of the cannabinoids, terpenes, and, you know, not even really the strains, but can kind of start the wheels turning as being able to find a lot of that information that's out there. Yeah. I mean, so. Absolutely. I. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We keep talking over one another. You're the guest. Please. We're excited to talk to each other. I know. (laughs) It is very exciting. But if you think about the, if you think about everything, it's, it's, it's like anything else. It's community, right? Sure. So, uh, mm-hmm. people needing somewhere to go, someone might go to church or, uh, to a community sure. dinner or mm-hmm. something, something regularly every time and, or even family or whatever. So you're seeking out and you don't know where to go. You have a white coat telling you that you need to do something. What are you going to do? Absolutely. Right. So right. now what you're forced with is that misinformation. Most right. likely sure. because you've got uh, uh, uncle, uncle Bob that used to smoke weed back in the eighties right. that knows, he yeah. knows how to roll a joint by, you right. know what I mean? Right. Sure. That guy. Sure. But, but then and, you and also have, medicine. then you also yeah. have the, oh, well, I know everything about this because I have learned everything, you know, the engineering type that right. really actually yeah. doesn't know the starting point. Right. You know, and so that starting point is actually (laughs) reaching out to the community. It sometimes it could be a gamble, but don't reach out to Uncle Bob. Okay. (laughs) Reach out to the community. Sure. Sure. The the community that we have here and the community that I was able to find, even in Western Oklahoma, was able to support me through this journey. Had it not been for that community and that, and, and literally you guys, I do not know how to explain this except to say that it was instant family. Once I, and once I went and met that one person that was in the community, I was instantly pulled in and given a big old hug and said, hey, we're here for you. Call us if you have any questions. If you have a freak out, call us. When you get started, we'll be there for you. If you need help with anything, we'll be there for you. And those people exist everywhere. They do. You just have to find them. And, 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 and very um, particularly in this cannabis community. I mean, they're everywhere. Yes. I learned that very on, yes. very early on in the Oklahoma cannabis community um, by uh, someone that I'd like to point out is a very, very special human being um, that let me know that all I had to do is reach out, which is Pamela Street. I don't know if you know her. but uh, I don't, but shout out to you, Pamela. Yes, yeah, she's a great person, great human being, and I remember talking to her on the phone one time sort of about a lot of different things and it was a couple of years ago and she said you know it's really something whenever you just reach out and people help right. it means something yeah. and, and 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 it really does it sure. means something and and you'll find that in this community i mean you really will Absolutely. well and, and not just and that and, and it happens so organically 
too. It, it it, it's not something yeah. that ever feels forced. It's not something that you feel like there's an ulterior motive to it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that those people out there don't exist. And I'm not yeah. saying that this industry is perfect either. But it does like, you know, Cassie's story and James's story are stories that we hear every single week because this community is an open arms community. Yeah. It really is. I like that too. There's not a line that you have to go sign up in. You know, right. you know there's not a no. time that you have to be somewhere. There's nothing. There's there are people that will talk to you right all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And and the amazing thing about it is once you're in the community suddenly and, and once you've learned how to medicate yourself and works good for you, um, you start looking at other people and, and making that offer saying, hey, listen, I've noticed that you, you know, you've been talking to me about your pain and yeah. your struggles and all this stuff. Have you ever considered using marijuana? I would be happy to help you if you want to get started, if you want to get your car. I know how to help you apply. I know how to help you with your first dose to see how things <laughs> Like once you've been in the community, you suddenly want to reach out as part of the community. Yeah, it is. It's the it's the ultimate form of pass or passing it forward. Right you now, right. And it, yeah, and again, it happens so organically. Yeah. Like that's what I was saying is you just kind of naturally feel yourself wanting to tell people. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, Cassie. My wife and I were just recently we grabbed lunch. As we pull up into the restaurant, we see a guy with a neck brace on changing his tire. My wife looks over at me and she's looking at me like, seriously, you're not going to let this guy do this. So, of course, we get out. We offer our help. And as he's sitting there and telling me he was he was wounded in Serbia. So he, he's a veteran and he's sitting there and he's talking. Right. This is a long time he's been dealing with. This is his 20 something surgery, 20 something surgery. And I literally tell him, I'm like, hey, have you ever tried cannabis? I literally look up. The guy is gone and it's like he oh. does not want to talk about cannabis yeah. but I'm sitting here kind of like shoving it down his throat and my wife looks at me and she was just like I love that you took the opportunity while you were changing someone's tire <laughs> and you're just like hey have you tried cannabis he's like no I'm just trying to get my tire changed and get out of here <laughs> he's like this dude's trying to give me weed right. man. what is going so on it turned, it, it turned from good deed to hey would you like to buy some weed I guess is what this guy saw. I've got it. I love it. I love it. So, and, and it, funny thing, it was a barbecue joint, so the meat wasn't the only thing that was trying to get smoked that day. I obviously was trying to. Right. But I mean, it, it, and just in all seriousness, no, it does bring up a great point that you do. You kind of naturally just find yourself singing the praises of it. Yeah, it's got to get annoying too. Right. That's what I mean. It's the guy at the bar. It's like, it's like the dude that, that goes on a diet and loses a bunch of weight. Right. It's like, get out of or here. Any any person that's ever done vegan or CrossFit. But but no, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. We get it. You can climb a house right. and lift a car. You're a badass. I Part of the community is once you're in the community, you start to see other changes that are happening. So, like, for example, the first time I saw a child take cannabis and smile for the first time. Right. Um, that kind of yeah. stuff changes your ethos and your life and how you think about things and how you think about others. And you start to realize, like, wow, we've really been screwed over for a long time. And now we finally have the chance to take things into our own hands and <laughs> sure. make sure that we're getting better. It's, it, it's, yeah. like, it's like I, I, I say this all the time. I don't care who screwed me over. We were screwed over. Yeah, I don't right. care who the right. hell it was. Right. We we're screwed over. And it's time to freaking stop this. Sure. It's time to stop it. Yes. Well, and that's what yes. I love about what Cassie says is because you're right, because it turns into more than just that moment. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Yes, yes. That moment opened up your eyes and you had that little, you know, we talk about on here, light bulb moment. Right. But you yes. you automatically want to start sharing it. And I think that that is something different. I mean, I, I, I have revelations throughout the day all the time, but I generally don't share them. Yeah. Again, like going back to James, like saying that sometimes we get annoying. Every time I hit a revelation with cannabis, I literally, I'm texting, I'm telling people, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no. So, I, so yeah. you do, you yeah. kind of organically just Thanks. want to right. share. It. 
because you know what being in the dark is like. That's what I feel like where this comes from. Yeah. So yeah, yeah whenever I let me go back and say and <laughs> what I meant was is like it could be it could seem that way to those people that just really don't want to even open their eyes to right. it or hear it or sure. just want to move on and not not even bother with it yeah. it's, just, it's yeah. just a bunch of potheads wanting to get high right you know what i mean so that's what i meant sure. you know of course i'm gonna be a little bit annoying to you whenever oh, i yeah. find stuff because i'm gonna tell you all the time josh yeah, absolutely. i mean you've already told me that you know <laughs> you and your wife have conversations about me texting you at five o'clock in the morning about something that i found out i mean come on i, I get it sure but but i can't help it Right. <laughs> and I share your passion. So for me, you know, I just want to help people. Absolutely. Man. I mean, but, I mean, it is. And I like that. But again, that's what I love about this. And I love and like I was saying is I love how it those moments turn into something like and then like James was saying that it becomes where we have to pay it forward. Yeah. And it does. It almost feels like an obligation. It's like it, it does. It's it, it's it, almost like it's like way. why wouldn't you pay this forward? You know, it's That's all, I mean. almost exactly. get, sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. And and you guys, two thirds of Americans support legalization anyway. So you know your tire changing guy just happened to be that other one third. Right. Or he was just but, really confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like what what's what's going on? But you know, you've got people in your life already for your listeners that are maybe new to this that probably are using marijuana. You just aren't aware of it. So, for example, most people in my life aren't aware that I use it except for the fact that I talk about it all the time, right. you know, and I talk about it very casually. I'm, my son is 14. He, he knows that I use marijuana as medication. It's medicine. I have a 21 year old um, daughter who's in college and lives at home. She also knows that this is medication and this is not something that I'm doing just to get high. Right. Um, so um, it really didn't even come to light to a lot of my, um, let's say like social friends, like, you know, friends that you're friends with, but that don't know you like, really, really personally right. until COVID happened because we started having like these Zoom happy hours with, you know, other parents so that we could talk to each other. Right. And, and just have some world. sanity. Yeah. Right. And they were drinking, but I could, I can't drink because yeah. of my medication. So I was smoking pot. So I just told them. The I... Kidding. You guys have your happy hour. You're going to notice my nose is turning red, and it's because I'm sitting here smoking pot. Right. So, I mean, let's just be open and honest about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> For those of is you it... that are comfortable with it, because that's how you find out who else, who you can go to if you have those questions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the cool thing that I've noticed too, uh, I wrote a little bit about this. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it really is coming around. I mean, people sure. are they, people are becoming accepting of this, but we just really need to make sure it's accepting in the right way. Right. Exactly. Well, and I mean, you know, I here, here's the well, thing. Well, we can't make sure of anything. But, sure. But in our circle. You know, and well, again, it, it, it comes back to advocacy yeah. and spreading the message that you think sure. needs to be heard. But yeah. I mean, I think that something that I love that Cassie brought up was, you know, and I don't know if anyone else heard this, but you having that open discussion with a 14 year old and a 21 year old, a lot of people yeah. gasp about it. But let me tell you what, sure. what I think will be a derivative of these conversations. If your daughters ever hit these crossroads or your kids ever hit these crossroads there, I mean, yeah. when I, and I say health issues, you want to know one of the first places they're going to look for a medicine. It's not going to be at Walgreens. It's not going to be from the pusher man in the white coat. I mean, I I know I say that. Or the pusher man on the corner. Right, at the barbecue joint. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, it is. It's some place that they may start Mm -hmm. to look for their health journey holistically. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I feel like, um, as a parent, um, it's... I, I, I grew up, okay, we're going to dive into something a little deep. I'll try to make it Uh-oh. as short as possible. Um, no, I, let's I get nervous. No, yeah. okay. all the time. In the no, don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. This is something <laughs> uncomfortable talking about. So um, I grew up um, in a home with an abusive mother who also happened to be a alcoholic and also happened to smoke pot. It took me, and, and so that's where, you know, some of that brainwashing started, you know, really confirming to me 
that, oh man, pot is bad. Look at how evil my mother is. And it took me a long time to figure out that pot didn't make my mom bad. My mom was bad and she happened to smoke pot. So, um, and I was aware that she was smoking pot the whole time that I was a child. So for me, it makes more sense to be open and honest with with my children and say, hey, look, this is getting me off all of these bad medications. I'm not in my wheelchair anymore. And marijuana has really helped me be your mom again, instead of being sick all the time and being surgery after surgery and stuck in bed all of the time. Now I can be your mom again. And, and, um, from 14, well, I mean, my son is 14 now, but he would have been, I mean, much younger, 12 or 11 when I started using marijuana. Um, but I would even bring him with me to patient drive so that he could understand how important this was for other people medically. And so, that he could see the, the diversity that was there from 80-year-old women to to children in wheelchairs at our patient Absolutely. drive. Um, he, knows, he knows how to submit a patient application because he comes to so many patient drives because I want him to understand how important this is. Why wouldn't I? Why yeah. wouldn't I want him to know what changed my life and made me a good mom again? Exactly. It's the same as working for a charity or, or, or yeah. you know, doing some things for showing, showing your children and how to do good things for others. Right. Well, and, and, and two, it paints com- two completely different pictures. In Cassie's mind, when she was a child, she saw cannabis as a certain thing because of what she saw with her mother. Mm-hmm. Your son, your kids get to see what cannabis, how cannabis is changing people's lives. Right, and how it's, and how it's helping. Positive. So positive. in one, and, and I mean... And I know that, you know, as parents, we don't like to pat ourselves on the back. So, Cassie, I'll do it for you. But in a single generation, you've broken a generational curse. And you. you, you have shown your kids the exact opposite, a complete 180 of what cannabis was to you as a kid. And I mean, so right. if you won't pat yourself yeah, on the back, I'll do it for you. Cycle. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, break it. well, and that's where our kids, you know, really, you know, I've got a, a 16 and a 21 year old too. Our kids are going to be the first generation of people to possibly look at this purely as a medicine. And if you don't think that starts right in your home, you are completely mistaken and misguided. Yeah, I was going to say there's also a flip-flop to that coin. There's also going to be a a large number of people that grow up and believe that it's okay to get stoned legally. Absolutely. And no medicinal purposes, but yet they (laughs) really don't even understand that they are taking medicine. Right. Which is great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's, that's, they will end up better for it. Well, yeah. And, I, and at least now it's clean. I will. And I, and I saw know? something, you know, in, in, yes. in that vein, I saw something the other day that said, list on one hand the number of medicines that don't have a warning that this could possibly kill you. There's one. Right. Cannabis. One. One. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what right. I mean. You know, yeah. there there is no, I mean, yes, we don't want people to think that this medicine is to sit around getting stoned, but what's the byproduct of it? What, what, you know what I mean? What well, is, well, right. well, because of, because of cannabis, I will absolutely use cocaine. And then from cocaine, I will absolutely go to heroin. <laughs> right. And then from heroin, yeah, hopefully, right. hopefully hover around near death or uh, somewhere in between a, an acid trip somewhere in there. Sure. But it was all due to marijuana. Right. Because you know, it's a gateway drug. Right. Correct? Right. Yeah, that, yeah. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what well, I mean and, is being able to teach our kids something differently, though. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I was, no. Well, I mean, and here's the other thing, too, with um, my particular marijuana use that some of your listeners might um, find helpful especially if they have younger children and they're worried that it's going to affect their children. Um, I generally only use marijuana right before I go to bed. So um, it's like 10 o'clock and then my son knows from like 10 to midnight, that's the perfect time to get me to watch him play games, you know, on the PlayStation. So I, I watch a lot of Zelda and a lot of right. other games from 10 to 12. And then I go to bed and that's it. And so it's, um, I'm not a different person. I'm still me. I just laugh a lot more. And the best part about it is the next morning I wake up and I'm still not in pain. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's and great. It right. Or feel terrible because of what you were taking to get rid of the pain. 
Right. Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I look at this situation as it's better that it happened to me than somebody else um, because I'm so comfortable using my voice to speak out and help others and reach out and try to bring more people into this circle that we've, I don't even want to call it a circle. I want to call it a family into this family of support that exists wherever you're at. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I, it's uh it's weird to think about like you know those people that are <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get a little weird sorry um you know you take it weird <laughs> you know you look at people and uh, you know those people that endure just endure things like you know kids that will yeah. um just sit there and allow the dentist to do what they need to do or their haircut or whenever you're a teenager you're you know you just do what you've got to do you join the military or something right. like that and you go through but you just endure those people are the ones that we need for these <laughs> i don't know i don't mean to joke yeah. but those people are the strong people that can have a voice those people need to get out and and be that voice for 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 those in need uh you know and yeah. and you are one of those that's this great uh i don't yeah. know exactly where i was going there but i you know i do want to praise you but um here yeah, I'll, it's I'll, it's, I'll it's an interesting like point everybody you know? make sure you're registered to vote make sure you're registered. <laughs> yeah 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 vote, but, vote 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 yeah i mean but seriously though to i mean to echo those sentiments i mean james is right i mean if we we need those strong characters in our advocacy groups we need more Cassie's we need Absolutely. more James's you know we need people out there that are vocalizing this stuff and you know more than anything making it I you know going back to the zoom thing I loved as she was sitting there telling me this story I was like when does she pull the bong up <laughs> in the in the, yeah. the camera frame because I if people can wear their wine Wednesday shirts yeah. I'm tired of it they're stupid shirts exactly. anyway get your bongs <laughs> out for your Zoom happy hours, please. And I, and I don't mean yes. it in this stoner culture way or anything like that, but some things aren't accepted until they're put in front of people yeah. bluntly. Absolutely. And we're here to stay. We've said that since day one. And I mean, I, like, I, like I said, same thing that James said. Thank you for being that person. It's just like, this is my medicine. This is what helps me deal with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> that's just how it is for me. And and if anybody ever questions it, I usually just pull up pictures from when I was in the wheelchair, and that's usually enough. Right, or I right. start, you know, explaining in detail about my surgery, um, and they don't want to hear about that part. So you know, usually they're okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, after um, you've told them about the spine implant that they were thinking about doing on you. Yes, it's it's so important that we are upfront and honest about this as using it as a medication because we really need to break the stigma that is behind using marijuana as a medication anyways for that one-third left or anybody that's not sure. When they see someone that they know really well, um, that they know to be a good person, that they know to be a likable person, open up to them and say, hey, this is what I'm using for medication and this is what helps me, it's going to help change their minds a little bit too. And as we just have to take these baby steps one at a time until we get people to recognize that this is medicine and this is what we need to live. And so there's no reason to think any less of anybody who's using it. Yeah. And, and you got brought up a good point too, baby steps. And mm -hmm. we need to remember those baby steps are big baby steps. Um, yes. the, every step that we take along this journey right now, is very crucial and every step counts so just you i mean even it's a it's a little thing but it's a big thing that you Absolutely. can do it yeah. really is. Well, and, and I, I completely agree. Just having those conversations with a friend yeah. or a coworker or it's something huge. like that, it is. It, it, yeah. It's absolutely. So if you think you're not doing your part and having that one conversation and, oh, it's just not, you're, you're changing something. You're helping. Yeah. So please keep having those conversations. You don't have to be part of the media. You don't have to own a dispensary. You don't have to be. No. Nope. Ex, you don't have to do anything. You just have to be. You just have to want to help people. Sure. 
or and, and not Absolutely just that, not. but I, I, I love that. I mean, and I think that even if you're not a user, you can support a user. Yes. You can support That's someone who uses medical marijuana. Yeah. There's a meme or something going around right now. I've seen that on, on the internet and it's very true. You know, just because you don't use doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you that you don't support. Ha- I mean, you can still support people that need this for medicine. Sure. Right. We're good people. And, you know, <laughs> Facebook makes things interesting because, you know, before someone, you you know, make friends with someone on Facebook, you can look and see. And many of friends that I have made before 788 was passed happened because they sent me friend requests and I looked at their pages and they were supporting 788. And even though they weren't using, I was like, those are those are my, That's kind my of people. people. Those are yeah. people I can trust. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's incredible. Yeah. It's almost like I, I was thinking about it yesterday. And uh, some people could put it into a click, like a clickish almost. Mm-hmm. But that's a yeah. negative way to look at it. And I was like, no, it's not really that. It's not the same. It's one of those. It's like an open arms type yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah. It, I think family yeah. for me is the best word to yes. use. It's, sure. it's a family. Um, like many people talk about their church families. This is, yes. this is a marijuana family, but it's important. And you're absolutely right. You do not have to have a podcast. You don't have to have a dispensary. You could be a mom of two like me who's stuck at home in quarantine and still make a difference because you've got a computer or a cell phone or even a landline where you could call a friend and check in on them and just, you know, one of, one of those friends. Everyone has one, a high-paying friend well, or and a friend that's going through cancer. Sure. And, yeah. and well, and like we talked about earlier with our children. Yes. You know, make yeah, a difference at right home. Now in your own home. Absolutely. Right Start that right there. That's, I mean, that's where, right. I mean, we've, we've always known I want to tell you guys a story about the last surgery that I went through, which was in January. I had to go up to John Hopkins in Baltimore. And at that point, I had already um, experienced, you know, because of the time that I spent on opioids, there have been times where I've had to get like um, an epidural before going into surgery because I'm so resistant to opioids and stuff. So I decided um, when I was going to do this this surgery that I was going to recover without the use of opioids. Um, and I did. Um, and so instead of coming home from the hospital and recovering for six weeks using Percocet every day to help with pain and inflammation and all of these other things, I said, you know what, I'm just going to not fill that prescription and I'm going to go home and use marijuana. And that's what I did. And congratulations. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that's an... But that's how powerful this is. Well, people don't get it because it's, we talk about this sometimes that and I'm, this is not to bash modern medicine because I understand the need for it and it, it does have benefits, but it's there. Sometimes they're just symptom blocking. Yeah. Where yeah. this really goes into the root of what you needed. You needed anti-inflammatory. You needed nerve blocking for that pain, for that area of your body to get better. And those two things literally come out of the ground. Yep. So why is that, why is it somewhere else that we're starting that is complete? Like I said, though, that's what these things do. That is what cannabis does probably better than anything else. (laughs) I can tell you that the reason that we're starting there is because people make money off of medication, unfortunately. And that's the medical system that we've been left with. And that's what we have right now. Um, so that's why it's so important to have cannabis out there as an option for people. What about people that don't have insurance? Sure. You know, what about people that that are going through something and they need a way to get medication that doesn't cost them a fortune? This mm-hmm. is something that you can grow at your own house. I know I can't grow it because I'm not that talented. But, <laughs> but you could learn, can. right? <laughs> you could have a friend that, again, yeah, that cannabis community. community. <laughs> yeah. Or, or for example, I have a great, um, we've recently moved in. I have a great dispensary just right down the corner from me that's a small dispensary that has guys that have definitely, you know, know what they're doing. And then I also have the, uh, you know, so I've got my one in Arapahoe too. So I've got two trusted places that I can go where I can say, Hey, I'm fixing to have surgery. Let's figure out what we need to do. Yeah. And, and that's what we did. Yeah. That's, that's what I have with Josh. Uh, you know, actually before I go take tests or go to the, go to my doctor or anything like that, I, I usually go to him or if I'm having issues, yeah. I mean, he's my, yeah, and, and here's, 
other thing. My doctors are all fully aware that I'm using marijuana. And there's yeah. no reason to be ashamed about that sure. either when you're going to see your no. doctor. Yeah, I shouldn't be. I, I've got some friends no. that are have been so on the edge of getting their card because they don't want to tell their doctor. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, is this your body you're treating or his? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Um, well, there's fear there of being turned down for things. I sure, get that. I, I get it. But my thing would, I mean, and, and I understand that. And I'm like, I am very empathetic to that. But at the same time, if we're talking about me healing myself, everyone needs to know about everything going on inside this body. Yeah, exactly. You know, absolutely. And, and it could also mean if you're afraid to tell your doctor and that's the feelings you're getting from your doctor, it might be time to find a new doctor. Thank you. Advocate for yourself. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, because like, you know, and we've mentioned on here before, at the end of the day, you're the one that has to live through it. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think it was, I mean, you were the one that traveled to Baltimore for the surgery and possibly, you know, almost had a, a spine transplant, you know? So, and right. I think you touched on that early in the show was you were basically saying, I have to figure out if this is working for me, not if it's working yeah. on paper or not if it's supposed to work, if it is working because I'm the yeah. one living with it. So I, yeah. I mean, I, I agree Absolutely. that, you know, you do. I mean, and not just that, I think that, you know, your, your doctor should be in fear of losing you. Yeah. Not the other way around. Well, I mean, right. They, they should be in a spot where they would actually advocate for you, not yeah. afraid to lose you. Right. You know, yeah, that's whenever exactly. you're looking at people like um, a number or whatever you want to call it. OK, you know, you mentioned earlier that money was involved in cannabis. And yes, it is. It has to be. I mean, we have to pay for this somehow. People have to have businesses. Right. I mean, right. come on. I hear that all the time, too. That's one of the things that really irks me is people complain that they're not uh, able to get their medicine for free. Well, I'm sorry, but you can try. You can grow it f for free. But if you want somebody to cultivate it for you and all that, it costs a little, it costs a lot of money yeah. to get this the, yes. the way it needs to be. Right. So. And safely. Yes. And safely. And, and full disclosure, a fentanyl patch for me with insurance was $100 a week. $100 a week. Do you know how much marijuana that can buy? Right. Do you know, do you, do you know it, it's also not something that literally kills people every 10 minutes? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just sometimes, My doctor was worried I would die of an overdose in right. my sleep, guys. And he, <laughs> at the same time, writing you a prescription for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So... So we have to we have to think about these things sure. when we're talking about high pain patients. There has there has to be another option. And if you're out there suffering and listening to this, thinking, "Hey, there might be another choice for me," listen to my voice when I tell you there is another choice. And the choice has saved my life and changed my life. And it it's possible that it could do that for you too. Absolutely. I mean, we, we say it every time here, reach out and, you know, we, we beat the, you know, we beat the horse to death even today that this is a community with open arms. Use it. Absolutely. Well, not only reach out, Josh, she's, she's saying that there is another way and that other way is the light. And I, and I know exactly what she's saying. Right. I know exactly yeah. what she's talking about. And I advocate for that myself. Yeah. And I do that, that know that there is another way. And it is a bright, bright way. And it is called cannabis. And it will. Yep. Okay. Well, I have to watch what I say. But for me, it has saved my life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I would not be here if it wasn't for cannabis, guys. The, the suicide pain is, I mean, that's a real thing. I i was in so much pain that I would rather be, be dead. I can't even imagine. I'd rather imagine. be dead than be in that much pain. No one can. And, and if it wasn't for my kids, I pro and, you know, I wouldn't have survived that time. And the hope of marijuana coming through was the other thing that helped me survive that time. So, yeah, it, it will, it, it can, it can save your life. Absolutely. And, you know, yours, Cassie, all, this story hits home with me, especially when you, you know, you, you had those thoughts. Should Absolutely. I, should yeah. I be here? What's place. keeping me here? Things like that. Personally, I mean, I come from and, you know, 
I, I've lost people that ask those same questions of themselves. And so to me, that's why this is so important. You're here for your kids. I mean, this is, it's truly something, something changed in your life that didn't in people's that I know, right. you know? So to me, that that's, that's moving mountains and, and you'll never, ever, ever convince me otherwise. And, and, and what's so powerful to me about your story is that it's not necessarily a an issue with someone dealing with some psychological things this is an issue this is an issue brought on by something out of your hands happen happening to your body physically Mm -hmm. that you were able to change because of cannabis and live the rest of your life that is outstanding sure I mean, it is remarkable. Well, and I love her experience, too, because her journey is strictly medical. You know, she didn't, you know, this was you, you approach this strictly as medical. And it is the reason that we are talking to you today. And I, I, I echo what James said. I mean, it's phenomenal. It's a miracle. Yeah, for me, it was most certainly a miracle. It was. It was most certainly a miracle for me. And I hope that as people are listening to this, if maybe just one person would maybe consider it, that wouldn't that wouldn't have considered it before by listening to a mom who right. is 38 and, and doing this um, openly, that means you can do it too. And, and if anyone needs support, I'm happy to be support. I, lo- I, you, I, I hope you know, Cassie, you are such a huge ray of light in, in this medical world, you know, both in cannabis and otherwise. But it, your story is truly, truly inspiring. I love that this plant was here. I love that the timing was right. I hate that you went through what you went through. Yeah. But, I mean, it really, really, like, we always, it seems like every week we get this new fire lit underneath James and I. And, I mean, you have done that again, and I love that about your story. Yeah. Well, I, I actually going. Can, can I ask you a question? I, I had another sure. question about um, so the 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 suicide pain. That's it's it's interesting to me because I've only heard of that a, a couple of times. There's an actual syndrome for that. Were you diagnosed with that syndrome? Yeah, my well, my doctor explained it to me that way. He was he was saying like, well. You, what you are, I'm sorry, this is a different doctor. She was saying what you were suffering from is suicide pain. Right. And when that was said to me, I was like, oh, now everything makes sense. It is suicide pain. This is pain that is so bad that I want to kill myself. And the reason that doctor was explaining that to me was because I was in there bawling my eyes out, talking about like, ask, I was asking for them to amputate my left leg because it was causing me so much pain, guys. I asked to have my left leg amputated. So, and so that's why, that's why Mm. that came up is she was explaining to me why why I felt the need to have my leg cut off, why my pain was that severe. And and that kind of opened, just knowing that that's what it was, kind of opened my mind to like, okay, you're dealing with something. This is not just something that is you. You're not being a baby. This is something that's really a problem, and you've got to figure out a way to fix this before you can't yeah. well, make it through the day anymore. Sure, there were two options at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. exactly. And, and along with, I mean, I have, I've had additional, I've had additional, you know, operations and surgeries through this thing. But again, the day-to-day pain that I experience um, normally sits like at a level five for those of you that are familiar with the pain scale. Mm-hmm. When I take marijuana, my pain is at a zero, a zero, guys. Can yeah. you imagine for those of you, especially those of you that are 65 and older, to That's, have a day of zero pain? To, you know, That's I, what I, this I, has done for me. I'm one of those things, I'm one of those people that like compact things, like when I hear like a story or something, and what I hear is at one minute suicide pain, the next minute zero yeah. because of a plant. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, like, I know yeah. that it condensed that story, but it, that to me, that sentence is so powerful. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've heard doctors um, actually say there, that there is no um, pain relief. You can't get pain relief from cannabis. Mm-hmm. 
Have you heard no, that? No, that's not true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just went from suicide I think to zero. This person right here right. is a testament yeah. Yeah. Right. to how stupid yeah. that statement is. Right. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, the first time, the first time that I smoked pot um, at at, my, at Dondi Cobb's house, um, someone who was experienced and could take me under her wing, um, I literally laid on her couch for hours and just cried out of disbelief of how there was no pain. I just cried, guys, and I just remember telling her, "Why don't more people know about this? Why aren't more people?" telling people that this is an option i i can't believe i don't have any pain right now right and 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 from that moment on my life was changed yeah it, it, to me it, it's weird because when i hear the story there was probably so much clarity and confusion for you all at the same time confused as it to was, why why people uh, aren't using it but clarity yes. is to i'm not hurting like yeah, are you kidding like, me? wow like yeah. i i envision you witnessing something and coming back to the village and standing on a mountain and shouting to the <laughs> to the tops of your uh, voice and and saying listen i have something to show you people right Right. Yeah. I think she's been on that mountain yeah. ever since, and I'm very thankful that she has been. And I hope more people hear your voice. I really do. So. Oh well, I'm happy to talk anytime. <laughs> hey, we're glad. We're so yeah. We're so thankful to have you on the show. It's such a powerful story. Um, and I, again, you know, too, I know I touch on this, but I, it just comes from a place of having kids and things like that. But thank you for being that voice. Thank you for always talking. Thank you for not yes. stopping the conversation and driving those points home because it is, it worked for you. I mean, that's, it did. and that's all you're really sharing is a personal experience, which is what I love. You're not, you're not selling anything else other than what it's done for you. Nope. Yeah, I'm. I'm just happy to share my experience in hopes that other people can find the possibility that maybe this could work for them too. After hearing my story. Yes. Well, Josh, do you have anything else that you would like to? No, add? I just want to thank Cassie for being on the show as always, and thanks for doing what you do, Cassie. Keep doing it. Keep it up. No, no comments I'm about happy the. Happy to do it. You guys happy don't to be here and sending so much love out to all of your listeners. Everyone, please stay si safe and be well. Listen, thank you so much. I mean, seriously. And, you know, I know we haven't met in person, but I can't wait until we do. Absolutely. Well, we're going to have to now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes. Family. Absolutely. One day we're going to have a big dinner or something. Yeah. And we'll just all get together. Yeah, and barbecue, please. And, yeah. And get Guess what, audience? There's going to be a lot of marijuana smoking going on. Lots, <laughs> lots of it. <laughs> uh, it'll be a right. good time. It'll yes. be a good time. Yes, it will. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us once again for another podcast. And remember, the easiest thing that you can do to help us out is share, 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 share. Just share on social media. Give Absolutely. us a rating. Give us a rating on social media. Check us out on our website. Um, play us in your dispensary. Tell grandma to listen to it. You know, just share away. That's really the easiest way that you can do something that doesn't cost you any money. And it's very, very, hey, again, baby steps, right? Yeah, it may help someone in the, in the yeah. process for sure. Yeah. All right. Do it right now while you are on your phone. And you're <laughs> listening to this podcast. Do it right now. This That's is why we love Cassie. <laughs> Yes. Cassie, Mama Cassie says, you've already got your phone out listening to the podcast or you're on your computer listening to the podcast, so share now. Yes, share and subscribe. <laughs> Why not just click the subscribe button while you're at it? It's really easy. Subscribe. Yeah. Yes, go ahead and subscribe too. Simple. We want all of that. We want all, of that. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, Josh, any anniversary announcements last minute that you no, have to come up nope, with? Nope, just time? the one wife. Just the one wife. Okay, all right, all right. So last time he pulls it out and I didn't even know about it. So, <laughs> all right, everybody, love you guys. Absolutely. And hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And thanks for joining us for this podcast. And we'll look forward to the next one. Yep, thanks, stay everybody. medicated, folks. <laughs> <laughs>